Hi guys, welcome to Non-Stop Sport. I'm your host Cameron and this is the first episode of Football Weekly. We are going to go through all the latest football clashes, cash deals and controversy. We also go through some stats and progressive players. Today I'm joined by Finley. Enjoy. Right, this is the first segment of the show, big big clashes. Today we're going to be discussing Champions League. It's all about the Champions League at the moment. And the first game we're going to talk about is Barca-Napoli. I think Barca will beat Napoli, but Messi has been in poor form. Napoli have also been in poor form. So it's a game, who knows which way it's going to go. Well, both teams are sort of in the same boat, aren't they? Because, you know, you've got Barca underperforming in the Liga, uh, but you've also got Napoli so so par, so so par at the moment, I mean. Uh, I mean, you're looking at the last three games, they've only won one. Uh, yes, they lost it into Milan, but, you know, Milan are a great side as well. But, I mean, it's just not good enough for a side that have, you know, each, every season finished higher than, what is it, seventh? Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, but the thing with Barcelona as well, as Napoli is, Barcelona were doing all right. They were top of the league before the restart. Yeah. So I wonder if that's had a massive effect on them. Like, Messi's not come back as good. A couple of their players have been a bit... Suarez obviously not, not being there. Yeah. And a couple of players are getting injured, of course. Mm, yeah. It's... So, and then obviously with Napoli, the front three haven't been fantastic in current form, so... No, no. But scoring three, go- three goals in the last three games, which, if you look at the, the calibre of the mm. players, we're talking, we're talking star players who should be netting a lot more than that. Like Milik, Sinier, uh, Rosano, yeah. all them lot. It is, yeah, so... So the score, what are we saying the score's going to be in this one? I'm saying 2-1. I think, I think I'm, Barca will just... I'm not saying a high score at all. It's 1-1 on aggregate, so... I, you know, I think it could go to penalties. You think so? Yeah, 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 well, yeah I at, agree. At least extra time, just because I don't see... I just don't see two... Well, they are great football sides, but mm-hmm. two sides that are... Up to par at the moment. I'm struggling without the fans, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yes. Well, right. The game that's on everyone's mind, of course, the really exciting one is Man City and Real Madrid. I mean, I'm just so excited for this. Like, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a end to end. I really think it probably will be. When it comes to Zidane's tactics, they're always unpredictable. But uh, he might play defensively. He might play in the counter. But Pep, also, he'll be ready for that. I mean, he's he's talked about how Zidane is. He's so great with his tactics, but I just think Guardiola's too modest, and I think that he he really will. His side will come. Yes, I don't have Aguero, but his use in that uh, false nine it's, it's more than good enough. It's more than good enough to to put so much pressure on that back line. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. But um, obviously, they've got Ramos. Obviously, he's a big, big part in this. So. I don't know. If we've got Ramos, you've always got a chance, that's what I say. <laughs> oh, he's got a chance. Well, oh, he's got a chance of taking a few legs off as well. <laughs> yeah, know. he could get sent off. That, that's, a good, that's a good point as well. I but, mean, Salah... I, I mean, Sterling, I'll be hoping he's not in Salah's shoes next time, like he <laughs> was last season. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. And um, obviously, Kareem Benzema up front for Real Madrid. You can't forget him. He's, he's on good form this season. They've just, yeah. they've just won a league title, remember? So, yeah. they're full of confidence, you know. Man City have lost a title but, to Liverpool. <laughs> And Man City's defence hasn't been good, obviously, but... Uh, so what are we saying in the scoreline for this one? What's it? I'm saying, I'm, I think Man City will get at least a couple of goals in, in the 90 minutes. Uh, Real Madrid might score, but like I say, they're on a 2-1 deficit. 
from Agra. So, you know, I think it'll be a good, a, a really entertaining match. But yeah. So it. what are you gonna go and say? I'm saying three two on Agra. Three two. I'm gonna go two two all. I'm thinking myself. So personally, but because I just think it's gonna be. Even keel. And I think we all might have a bit of confidence, but there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. Last game. Juventus Leon. Yes, yes, this is an interesting one. Because, I mean, Juve won the league and then they seem to have mm. slipped up and just keep messing up, but I don't know. Is it Sari Ball again? I'm not a clue. It's weird because <laughs> it's, it's a side of such, like, profound talent. I mean, you've got obviously Ronaldo, but. You've got to give credit to Dybala and uh, Costa. I mean, they're just amazing players. And I think they can... Like, yeah, they didn't do great in Serie A towards the end of the season. But Champions League, they can bring stuff out of the bag that you're just not expecting. Every every mm. year, they bring something that they're not expecting. You've got... Um, you've got things like... I don't know, Ronaldo... Yeah, you've got to bring him out of the bag, can't you? Really, yeah. it's, it's mental stuff. And you've got other players like you, like you say, the baller's just there, just nips in when he needs to come on. You've got like people like Quadrado that don't even start. No, you can no. just bring them on, <laughs> make a difference. Yeah, well, uh, and Leon, Leon, well, they haven't played in months. They haven't played in months. I think both PSG and Leon are both going to struggle in the Champions League. We'll get into the PSG, but uh, I just think. Yeah, I think it's just because it's got to be so hard having months off football. Obviously, the league at home did it a lot differently than the rest of the league, top leagues of the of Europe. But uh, yeah, that much time out, it's going to be really difficult for them to 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 play against Juve. I mean, I mean they have got Memphis back, obviously, which helps. Yeah, Memphis can put a few away, can't they? But and then obviously they've got Oa behind him. But again, I don't know. I don't know if that's enough. To be a talented Juve side in Champions League. I'm with you. I think it's just going to be too difficult. Final scores? Prediction? I'm saying... I'm saying 2-0 to Juventus. Yes, I also agree. I think it will be 2-0 Juve. This part of the show is big money. Right, so we've got some interesting transfers coming this week. And we've got to start with Jadon Sancho. I mean... It's been going on forever, and you know everyone's really wanting to know if he's going to stay or he's going to go. But well. uh, recently, German publication Kicker have claimed Dortmund have said that Ed Woodward is making a fundamental error in trying to get Sancho's price to drop. Um, what do you think to that? What do you think about that? Do you think he is trying to get that price down? Uh, definitely in this current market, any any club that's looking for a decent player will be trying to get that money down on the player. But of course, Dortmund, if they don't need to sell, they won't sell for the no, no. price that they want. They've got, obviously, they brought Jude Bellingham in from yeah. Birmingham. So if you don't want to sell, you don't have to sell, do you? I mean, is he the replacement for Sancho, though? <laughs> you can't say that. He's 17. But 25 mil as well, I don't know. The CEO of Dortmund, Hans Joachim Watzke, I'm not sure if it's pronounced that, states that there's not been ever been any contact. So far, He said, so far, there's been no contact between Borussia Dortmund and Manchester United. Not indirectly or through alleged intermediaries. So he's claiming that there's nothing even there. Well, I'm thinking have they just contacted Sancho himself and he's agreed to terms and they've not gone through Dortmund uh, behind the scenes or it'll, it'll be him have they agent. actually yeah, yeah 
Do you think they've actually gone through Dortmund for the money? Yeah, well... Like, it's 800 and 8 mil, so I don't know. And you've got to look at Dortmund. They are, they are actively hunting for his replacement. It's not like it's not like they're not looking in transfer market themselves. They've, they've been all over the place. Like you say, Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've been looking at a lot of other young kids as well. Uh, so it's still up in the air with Jaden, but everyone hopes he's going to come to the Premier League and we'll just have to see how it... Make you know, a storm, Trump hopefully, players. yes. If not, it's all been a Bundesliga for another season. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this transfer. I've been on about it all week. Ake to Man City. I think this is really good. They've pinched him off Bournemouth. Mm, yeah. It's a bad For 41 mil. And I mean, his stats are really good. What was that? Like, you can see the 46 goals for a team that's gone down. That isn't bad. That's great. I mean, you can't argue with that, can you? Yeah, he's got two goals, two assists. I mean, you can't. You, honestly, it's such a good deal. Do you think he'll perform at the top level? I mean, he was at the top level technically last season, but I mean, well, for, yeah, a top, for a top six club. Like he's got Champions League and the next season, so... It's a big ask for a player who's only, who's never played at a team. I mean, I mean, he was at Chelsea, but he never he really play, played. did he? So. Uh, I, I think he can make it, personally, on a level where he could compete with like Laporte and stuff. I mean, he gets yeah. in over John Stones. Um, maybe not Etamande at the minute, but John Stones definitely. But he's got company's boots to fill. That's who it is. So, you know. Again, yes, we did have company ages ago. But like you say, the stats don't lie. And if you can do that, Bonda. I mean, there's 140 recoveries there. Yeah. That's one season. And this is a team that went down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> they went down. So, and finally, we want to look at William. So. This is interesting, this one. I thought this was Arsenal interesting. I'm going to grab a free player, not just any player, William, Brazilian right mid. Uh, he's scored nine and assisted seven in 36 games. And obviously they've been off the bench some of them as well, so... Exactly. 12 big chances he's, he's, uh, he's created. Uh, this is obviously a really good player. What do we think about this? I, th- I think he's, he's really good for the level he's played at all these years. And obviously... For getting on the free as well. I mean, it's just a bargain, to be honest. I don't know what Chelsea have done to upset him, but they've clearly done something to upset him, to him to go to the rivals. like For three years as well. For three years, exactly. Because they would only offer him a two-year contract. like a 100k a week? I mean, in this market, we're not talking a lot of money. I know, like... I heard that he was meant to go to Inter Miami on, like, a deal. So, I don't know, but that obviously hasn't happened. He obviously Mm. still wants to play in the Premier League, so... The one big issue, though, with that, with all this, with all that, is Pepe on the right side. He's going to be stealing the player's position. He's slightly outperformed Pepe this season because Pepe's got five goals and six assists with eight big chances. Um, but he's a lot younger. He's six years younger. Surely all the Arsenal fans will want Pepe to play because he's a, turned into a fan favourite. Um, he's got potential. He's got potential, Pepe. That's what I've got to say. I mean, maybe William does need to come in. I just, I just don't see him. Mentor him. I just don't see a, a team switch appropriate for for this. Like, I, I don't see how they can swap, play both of them. I don't think they can play both of them. But I'm thinking more mentor for Pepe. Because yeah. he hasn't been a fantastic finisher this season. He, he's, he's got legs on him. He can run, but... Yeah. I'm thinking more mentor. I think they might be bringing him in for a mentor for Pepe. Maybe. See, I'm not sure. I think... I think William should definitely start over Pepe. I'm not saying that, but what what does it mean for for a player Pepe, who is a player that should be starting really for Arsenal, should be. He's mm. he's, he's getting 
he's getting to the point where he's too good to to not really start, I think. So But then you've got so many wingers there, you've got Saka as well, obviously, the young Saka. Yeah. So does, where does he go if yeah. you have to, if you play I, both, yeah. I think Saka'll stay firmly on the left, really. Um but yeah, it's an interesting one. Personally I don't think I don't think it was worth it for Arsenal. If I had if I had to decide I'd say it wouldn't wasn't worth it because they're paying hundred K a week extra for a player that they've already got a position for who's on a similar a little bit less but similar uh, statistic statistically is similar, so Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that wraps it up for big money. So the next part of the show is clubs and controversy and what more controversy than the five sub rule? I mean it's all up in the air at the moment. Three hours ago we've got eleven out of twenty clubs in the Premier League voting against it. So that is uh, in complete contrast in the fifteenth of July where they were talking about talking about putting it in for twenty twenty one season. Uh I mean there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons, but what do you think? Well, I think, you know, in terms of... I think it's definitely helped performance of teams. Yeah. In my opinion, like, obviously you're going to get less injuries from this, which I think is really interesting in my view, because... That, that is true. You will get less injuries, but at the same time, it's going to be more frequent stopping of the game. It's just going to be so much less flow, because already we've got the water breaks. I don't know if they'll continue. Uh, and you've got half-time, but you're just going to be... So much stopping, and is that going to be more added time? Going to be are we going to see more added time at the end of each half? Probably. It just seems to it's going to overcomplicate things a lot. Well, I I do also think though, like you obviously can put younger players on, so that's obviously another pro. Like in like the younger players need experience yeah. on the pitch, and it would be great for youth because these players that struggle to get in squads, or they might play say twenty minutes or ten minutes at the end of the game. They are going to be able to play more often, which is great. But this gives an advantage to teams with better squad depth. Really, that's the the big kicker. Uh, I just think the top six who've got you know far better sides are going to be able to take advantage of just bringing on fresh legs, fresh amazing talent. Mm. Do you think that um obviously didn't help like Bournemouth, you Watford and you Norwich this season? Jeremy, do you think that's cool? Could I didn't answer points yeah. or obviously they didn't have anyone to bring on really, did they? No, they got no. small benches. I think I think it's just, I think that's, that's absolutely what happened and uh so we saw saw like a microcosm of what could happen in twenty twenty one season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an example showing that the small teams can really suffer against the big teams with these all-star players, you know, uh, especially, you know, Man City and uh, Liverpool and well, all the top six, yeah. I just, it's, I really think they should just stick back down to three subs. I don't know, in my, in my, in my view, like, it's a good thing because obviously the five sub rule can stay and it can just help the younger players, obviously, like I've just said. Yeah. And I just think, you know, the youth's what you need to look at. Like, well, you can't just what? say, you know, oh, we're not going to play youth players because we've got three subs. Like, you can only bring your three best players on off the bench or you bring mm. your three best subs. Well, what, I mean, what but, about tactics, you see? So, when it comes in, managers you know, have specific tactics for their 11 and they'll have, you know, little ideas for, for super subs or however you want to put it. 
but they'll primarily plan for 11 players in all the respective positions. But when you've got five subs and you're changing everything all the time, is it our players going to struggle to keep to what the coach has told them to do? Like that's that's going to be a big thing uh, when ha- nearly half of your squad is changing in the middle of a match. You know, it's not. There's no. Con- there won't be any consistency. Or... I mean, I guess from that that point, I mean, you can lose games from that definitely, exactly. especially if you're changing your two centre backs or whatever or. Something in the midfield. Defence could fall apart, or your attack could just fall to shit. But you know, it's a it's a weird one. It's up in the air, and like we're gonna see, we're just gonna have to see how it plays out. I really hope that this put got out back down to three personally. I really do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think there's just a five, but there we go. We'll wait and see. So this is the final part of the podcast. We call it off the pitch. We'll be talking about some deeper social issues rather than just statistics. And today we're going to be talking about something that the Premier League is trying to bring in. It's a new initiative to uh, increase the amount of black, Asian or minority ethnic background coaches. Because currently, in the, uh, in the top four English leagues, there's 91 coaches and five are from that uh, from either black, Asian or minority ethnic background. So that's quite, an issue. that's quite a big issue, isn't it? Well, especially now with the um, Black Lives Matter things that are going on. Obviously, the Premier League are trying to initiate that because I saw the other day that Lily King's today has been but, brought to Spurs by yeah, Mourinho, which got, I thought was really good. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, that is really good. Uh, but it's obviously a problem. So uh, they're trying to... They're aiming to increase the number of players moving into full-time coaching roles in the professional game. Uh, this will give six coaches per season a 23-month work placement at English football league clubs. Okay, so, so championship level. What, what do we think? Do you think that's good? I think that's an improvement, definitely. Well, yeah, you've got Darren yeah. Moore in championship, uh, for example. Uh, and he's he obviously did really well last season, and I, we both think was really, it was, yeah, that was unfa- really bad, yes. unfairly sacked. Uh, but it's all about representation, but, and if if the Premier League is really struggling, you know we've got five point five percent representative of uh, all the coaches. I think I think it is good. It, it is really good, but is it enough? Is it yeah. Enough? Well, I mean, Chris Hutton was at Brighton in the Premier League, so he's he's a big Premier League manager, isn't he? He's yeah. the one that's always been in the Prem. He's the only one that's ever stuck in the Prem. Yeah. And Brighton just got rid of him. And he didn't do, Graham Potter's not done a massive better job than Chris Hilton in my no, eyes, but there you go. I would say so. It's been, he's not done too bad, he didn't do too badly, but it's, there's not much between them, is there? That's no, that's no. Um, the, we've got Troy Townsend, the head of development at the anti-racism organisation Kick It Out. Uh, he admits to being a little bit underwhelmed by the new initiative brought by the Premier League uh, and fears yet another generation of black players will be overlooked when it comes to getting jobs in management. Uh, so it clearly doesn't look like it's a big enough step to some. Um, but at least it's a step in the right direction and we might start to see more you know, diversity in the management and coaching. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping so too, like generally, because I think they deserve a chance yeah. to Got- just prove themselves at higher level. 
Well, they, yes, they've got some in the League One, League Two, but they just yeah. need to have it yeah. higher up the table. Yeah. You know, get yeah. them into these EFL, even the Premier League to yeah. do something. Ledley Kings, the best example yeah. I've yeah. seen in a long while. Exactly. Yeah. Of that matter, and yeah. I mean, you can owe it to the eighties and nineties, where there was a massive, just a massive loss of a whole generation of, of influential black players was just lost in the eighties and nineties because. Well, well we yeah, don't know why. We don't mm-hmm. don't know the reasons why, but uh, yeah. So yeah, it looks good, but perhaps perhaps, perhaps not. A little bit perhaps more. not enough. All right, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you for joining us, and you too, Finlay. Thanks a bunch. It's all right, right. We we'll hope to see you next time. Hopefully, we we'll get our Champions League predictions correct. <laughs> <laughs>